0: Yes, sports radio's on, talking sports your friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college, you do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Talking
1: sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today. And I'm Ray Tall Rayside.
0: And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. And it is a Monday, one of the busiest Mondays in a long time. Debate, sports, passings. We got it all for you. Give us a call. 718 664 9098. Like always, rayandtaytoday.com. Check out our website. Pretty cool. You want to email us, today at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, old shows. Check us out on iTunes. We're, we're legit. But, um, Ray, let's start off with just the, the sadness before we get into all the news and then NFL and college. The passing of a legend in Arnold Palmer and golf. More expected. He's been sick. And, you know, just the greatness. I mean, hey, iced tea and lemonade. That's who he is. That's all you need to know. And the passing of Jose Fernandez, who tonight the entire team will wear the jersey number 16 And a tragic, weird, I'm not sure about all the details of a boating accident. And, you know, the story coming from Cuba at 14, saving his mother who fell off the raft. I mean, that's, you know, real life stuff right there. And um, I guess the weird juxtaposed position of a golf legend and uh, somewhat, in a lot of people's eyes, a young baseball pitching legend. um, Pretty sad. Give give us some thoughts on on those two men and, and just their impact in
1: both of their sports. Well, let me just say this. I don't know if you followed the game, but before the game and, and yesterday in particular, D Gordon went up there and was, was really one of the most emotionally, uh, you know, impacted by the game. So D Gordon, they're all wearing number sixteen against Bartolo Colon, and D Gordon hits his first home run of the year, wow. leading off the game first okay. batter.
0: I know, I didn't know they just started recently.
1: What time did they start? D Gordon at seven. And D Gordon oh, wow. uh hit his first home run of the season. That's and beautiful. they're all wearing number sixteen Fernandez. Ah. But D Gordon doesn't hit home runs. And he was one of the most, you know, impacted. He was he was at the mound yesterday, you know, they had laid some flowers down and it was just it was an incredible sight. Wow. And so anyway, Marlins are up five zip. Last time I checked. Uh that's, that's just today. Look, yeah. you know, to be in a baseball player is an achievement in and of itself, right? That means you're good enough yeah. to be amongst the, you know, what is it, uh, 25-man roster, 30 teams, you know, 750 Major League Baseball players. But to have overcome what Jose Fernandez did, trying three times and failing to escape Cuba, finally at age 14, escape 15, escaping Cuba, saving his mom, getting – to high school in Tampa, graduating from high school, getting drafted to the majors, winning the oh, so he in jail Edwards. too. He put him in jail
0: too, don't forget in that in
1: jail as a kid for all he wanted to do was, you know, get out of the island and escape. Freedom. Maybe they need to clean that whole Cuba thing up. Uh but that's that's a whole other that's a whole other show. <laughs> but yeah, in
0: jail for unbelievable. Freedom.
1: Unbelievable. And twenty four years old, you know, that guy had a whole life ahead of him. Everybody loved him. He won the Roberto Clemente Award. He's an American citizen now. It was just crazy. His wife or girlfriend, girlfriend pregnant is with, pregnant with his daughter. Yeah. So that, uh, that adds yeah. tragedy to it. Yeah, he had but, have a
0: post on Instagram. People said it was like a tearjerker that he put up a couple of days ago about his
1: uh,
0: girlfriend. And, and you me. know what's
1: ironic? Nobody's talking about this. Um, and, and obviously, you know, nobody should walk away. You know, all the living shouldn't walk away with guilty feelings because nobody could have anticipated this. But he was supposed to start Sunday. But because Mattingly wanted him to face the Mets today, he then w- shifted his start back by a day to today. Now, had he started a Sunday afternoon game, I don't think he would be have out, been out on there. the water Saturday uh-huh. night.
0: That's so well, I don't know. This is me Mad-
1: saying this. I don't, I don't know if if it holds any water. Sorry for the. No, moment. it's
0: got to be killing Mat- Mattingly. Are you but,
1: kidding me? You know, if, how could it not if right? He, yeah, if he started today, I don't think he'd be out on that boat. You know, and again, I don't know what it's happened on that Tuesday. boat, but I don't think the day before your start, you're out on a boat on a day game. You know what I mean? I don't think you're out on a boat late at night on Saturday. All right.
0: So yeah, because he would have pitched Sunday at like what, like a one
1: o'clock start. One o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that. And then the other huh. side of the spectrum is Arnold Palmer in the sense that he lived what a life. full life.
0: Full, he
1: impacted life. so many people, golf players, people off the, cor- off the course, he, even more than Jack Nicholas. And Jack Nicholas was obviously the best. He and Tiger are the best golfers of all time. So maybe Arnold was, was a notch below him, but even more than Jack and even more than Tiger, Arnold Palmer brought golf and entertainment to together. Yeah. He brought it to the people he was the mm-hmm. people 's guy he's from latrobe p a you know he was he was the common man 's golfer, so he really in the sixties and seventies made golf a sport that now you know obviously tiger's great but 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 these guys can make a ton of money right now, and they can be world renowned. Because Arnold Palmer humanized the the sport and was as fierce a competitor as anybody else, but he did it with a smile on his face, and everybody loved Arnold Palmer. For some, there's some athletes that everybody just gravitates to, and, and he was one of them,
0: without a doubt. And um, yeah, you just you send love and prayers to both of their families. It's uh, and on a separate note, you know, it gets kind of trumped, you know, not to. <laughs> necessarily use that tonight with the debates coming, but um, somebody, you know, kind of close to our hearts, if you grew up in the, you know, 80s and 90s and you were a young adult and you, you know, you're just a movie fan and you saw Do the Right Thing from Spike Lee, a very good, you know, not so famous, but a very good actor named Bill Nunn passed away this weekend, but he played a legendary character in Do the Right Thing. Radio Raheem passed away, and I just love D batteries, D batteries, the battle between love and hate, I mean, yo, Radio Raheem, fight the power, blast it in the pizza shop, it, it just, it just doesn't get any better than that, and I just, uh, you know, I worked with him on a project and met him, and he was just A good guy, but also a very good actor. So rest in peace to Bill Nunn as well. Uh, Radio Raheem will forever be remembered. (laughs) Oh man, Ray, let's start Sunday night. And honestly, how about them Cowboys? Because they're young.
1: Cowboys, say it it with more conviction, Uh please. How about them Cowboys? I want, I want to say it that
0: way, but, you know, all right. I picked up the defensive fantasy. It was against top. the Bears, though, so don't, don't get them that cowboys. caught up at yeah. the moment. It was against <laughs> Brian Hoyer, Ray, so I can't. Come on. And, and no, did you, you see the Fox said? Cutler might not definitely get his job back. Wow. Wow. It's time to move away from the Jay Cutler uh, era, but I got to ask you, the young guy keeps looking good I smell something is it almost time for the Dak Prescott era to begin even when Romo returns healthy Ray
1: negative I'll tell you why Dak Prescott and first of all any rookie quarterback that starts two and one in the NFL Carson Wentz three and oh We'll get to that. Oh, okay. But any quarterback that starts 2-1 and one in the NFL is pretty impressive. You know, this is, this is a big boy league. And <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are not without their own injuries. So Dak Prescott got a lot of credit for, for doing what he's doing, not making mistakes. But here's the thing. America's team or not, Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable, richest franchise in NFL history in, in the NFL. Right, so it's, it's really them, and the uh, I guess it's them, the Patriots, the Giants. So their expectation is they've had a lot of eight and eight seasons. So their expectation is, is to compete for a Super Bowl. And at this stage in his career, even though you know I think Dak Prescott has proven himself very worthy of, of playing in the NFL. You've got to ask yourself, who am I? Now, Tony Romo can make some mistakes, and Tony Romo can give away some games, and maybe Dak is, is because he's so conservative, because he's so methodical, he won't. But to go to the playoffs, Dallas doesn't have a team where you can just be good enough, right? This is not a Brad Johnson situation. And you're not relying, relying on your
0: defense like Russell Wilson. Not a, yeah,
1: this is not a Trent Dilfer situation with the 2000 Baltimore Ravens your quarterback's going to have to win you a few games. And at this stage in his career, that's not Dak Prescott yet. So Tony that's Romo fair. is your starter. Tony Romo has to be until he's physically unable to be, you know, the Tony Romo that we know, it's got to be Romo's job.
0: Which, Ray, could happen the minute he returns. I mean, I, let, let's be fair and honest. I mean, he's fragile. And I love: Tony. he
1: is, and, and, and I would give Tony the job back
0: too. I would give Tony, you know, be, being fair and honest, I would give Tony the opportunity and the job back as well. I'm just I'm just reading the tea leaves. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Now let's get to the rest of these Sunday games because the other gentlemen, and we'll get to all these five teams, three and O, right? Patriots, Broncos and Ravens and AFC, Vikings and Eagles and NFC. And what the Eagles did was put a whooping on my Steelers that has not occurred since Norman Boomer Esiason did it to Chuck Knowles' team in 1989. 34-3, Ray. Carson Wentz is not only the real deal, I think Doug Peterson and Frank Wright are the perfect coaches. I think Peterson is going to go down as the next great young head coach. I think he's got that mindset. He's very smart. They're handling Carson Wentz perfectly. The team, you know, when we thought in the offseason, wow, they could trade in this one, get rid of this one, get rid of all of Chip Kelly's guys. They have made great moves. I still think they're going to be a year away of, you know, getting a number one receiver, another lineman, and another corner. But right now, they look like a potential playoff team the potential NFC East winner. How about the Eagles? Fly, Eagle, fly. Impressive, right?
1: How about the Eagles? So I picked the Eagles coming fourth in the <laughs> NFC East. I picked them to go six and ten. So this is definitely a surprise to me. Now
0: we're eating Eagle uh, Crow right now.
1: Crow. <laughs> crow. The first two games, you said, all right, those aren't against real teams, but to put it on the Steelers like they did and to hold that offense like they did to, what was it, three points?
0: Three points, right.
1: That, Ouch. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, wow. That's, um, I mean, we were talking about this as being one of the most prolific offenses around. And then, obviously, when you get Le'Veon Bell back, it could be one of the all-time prolific offenses. But Philly put it on you guys. Now, do I think they're a 10, 11, 12 eleven, twelve-win team? I'm not sure. I actually think that, that the league might catch up to them. But for now, three and zero is three and zero. They can't take that away from you. And look, the NFC East. Even though I don't think that they'll be great, you know, I don't think they'll run away with the NFC East. At the same time, they look at the teams in the NFC East, the Giants were uh, overrated of them. 2-0, the Cowboys have their issues, the Redskins, you know, barely won their first game. So, you know, at the same time, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, "We're well, not that good, the Eagles. But then again, the NFC East is not that good either. So if you're an Eagles fan, you're thinking, wow, uh, we may have finally, you know, turned the corner and found our guy, uh, this kid Carson Wentz, man. You know, and, and I was actually a, a Nick Foles guy in Philly. I, mean, I thought he had a, he had that one great year, and I thought uh, he kind of got run out of town a early. One year, that was it.
0: Yeah,
1: but this kid Carson uh, Wentz man, and, and Darren Sproles, you know, he's the ageless wonder, still making plays. So that that combination of Ryan Matthews and and, and Darren Sproles, you know, maybe it just comes didn't down even to use that. Matthews got
0: much against us. Matthew's yeah, really but,
1: but but here's the thing that one big mistake was bringing in DeMarco Murray and trying to you know run the run the offense through him but it he, wasn't that, Murray's
0: I, fault it was the type of scheme that Chip Kelly had him scheme, doing right? He's, one cut, yeah, he, he
1: yeah, he he's a one in. cut
0: down Jeff cuz look at Murray in Tennessee looking really good he's been looking Yeah, yeah very no good. it
1: was a mismatch it was just a little yeah. oil and water
0: So um, let's let's keep it – Let's keep, it, keep it rocking. Your boy got a win. Not much to talk about. Andrew Luck, what is it, his 12th or 14th uh, final drive of the game, come back and win. So he, he sort of survived the Chargers. That was a great
1: move by T.Y. Hilton up the middle. I mean, they could T.Y. have lost you that know, game.
0: Man-ti- tail, though, Ray, done for the season. Um, so that's not a good look. The Chargers, each game, lose somebody else. The embarrassment that we saw from our New York Jets to the Chiefs, unacceptable. Six interceptions from Fitzpatrick. Some of them, I I just felt like he was colorblind. I don't even know what was going on. Brandon Marshall probably shouldn't have even played because he clearly wasn't healthy. But at some point, somebody else has got to make a play that, you know, and the defense held up as much as they could, right? I mean, six turnovers. And one taken, what, one or two taken back to the house? I mean, there wasn't much that to Todd Bowles' defense, you know, they, they played pretty darn good. But that was disgusting. And Jamal Charles gets to rest another week, you know. So watch out for the Chiefs, you know. Um, let me ask you this. Are you concerned, now Thomas Rolls, Lou Rawls' nephew is going to be out a little bit longer, it's reported. Russell Wilson looked like he dodged a bullet from that horrendous leg bend. Looks like it's just an MCL sprain. Probably will play this week against the Jets. Two things. Should they rest him? Because, you know, they're playing the Jets and then they have the bye and let Boykin who looked very okay putting it on, you know, Chip Kelly's team. Carlos Hyde jumped in the end zone late, but what thirty seven eighteen? What do you what do you feel about Russell Wilson and this team? Because it looks like they're starting. The offense is starting to wake up. Doug Baldwin's on fire. Chris Michael, Chris Michael. Yeah. Michael, and Jimmy Graham are sighting. So, what do you think they should do with Russell? Rest him a week and let him get the bye end this week.
1: See, if it's. If he's not at 80%, I would rest him. But these games are so valuable that, yeah. you know, and, and if St. Louis keeps winning, then you got you got to figure the Arizona Cardinals, we'll talk about them in a second, yeah. that, that they hope for so their hosts. fans, turn it around a little bit. But I don't know. I don't think you could take the chance. I think you have to stomp on the Jets while they're down and then let Russell rest for two weeks. Uh, now, if he needs three weeks rest, if the doctors say, "Look, you need to rest him for three, then then, I, then fine. But if he's 80%, I, you got to win that game. You got. It's a very winnable game against the Jets, so I, I, I'm leaning towards play him.
0: Rams, Tampa, the overtime. I'll say. I mean, the the delay. I'll say this. Shame on every the coach and and Mike Smith and the assistants. You left two timeouts on the field with you know, only, what, second down, and they didn't run – they left 14 seconds run off the clock, and they could have had two more plays to get to the end zone against the Rams. They lose 37-32. Hard to believe in the NFL, like you said, with all these games being so important, and they're coming out of the locker room knowing that they have the ball, Ray. How do you make that mistake? I just – is it just dirt cutter fault? or I just I can't fathom it?
1: You know what? It's I don't care. It's unacceptable. Yeah. These games are worth millions of dollars. Uh, you know, think about a one or two game swing in a season, There's between nine and seven, seven and nine. Uh, you know, nine and seven, eleven and five. Think about a, a two game swing in the NFL. These games are worth too much. Pay somebody. If you can't do it, pay somebody whose only job it is is to be the clock management guru. Pay some guy ten thousand dollars a game, just you are. You have a microphone, and all you do is you are the clock management guy. You got a direct line into the coach, and the coach here, yeah. and that's all you do. Every because team should have it.
0: It should be like a, a liaison, right? It, it's unimaginable. Um, you know, and and I
1: get that these coaches have a lot of pressure on them. They got a lot going on, but that's right. why you have a guy. Thank you you know, Sage, you got two, you got two timeouts. Use one, use one, use one, use one. So, you know, you got to you got to have that direct connection. I mean, I I I don't we see it time and time again and, you know, granted we we're sitting at home and we got the big screen TV, and we got our popcorn ready like T.O. says, but this is just this is basic stuff that really needs to get it's basic stuff and here's the thing. The coaches themselves would admit on Friday <laughs> On Saturday, they'd be able to handle that situation. It's just on Sunday in game time with all the pressures and all the stuff that's going on. So I don't think that they're incapable. I just think that there's so much going on in the heat of the moment, but that's easily taken care of with my guy. Well, yeah, you, have to, you have to humble
0: yourself to say, let me have an assistant just for that. And to me, every general manager and owner should demand it on their coaching staff. It's just you can't lose because of that, because guess what? Two more plays, Winston might have thrown a touchdown. They were close enough, and that Tampa defense is horrible, right? But let's get to a defense that's not. How impressed were you and are you with the 3-0 and Minnesota Vikings? They go into what we thought with Ooh. Carolina having the emotions, and maybe the emotions backfired, right? Maybe it was too much, and maybe we're looking into it. Maybe it's just not having Jonathan Stewart to have that solid running game and having a Zimmer coach team and defense that we all are underestimating because the Vikings, Ray, the notice the bell has rung. They are for real. And the purple people eaters have been reincarnated. Watch out folks. Cause this team is legit 22 to 10. Were you surprised? Shocked?
1: You know what? This might be hindsight is twenty twenty, but I wasn't shocked because this team has played defense all year long, and this team is coached by Mike Zimmer, a defensive guy, and we saw Carolina exposed in the Super Bowl. We saw the fact that if you play physical, if you're fast, if you get Cam Newton off his spots
0: off first them too. a
1: little bit. Kelvin Benjamin threw up a zero, a zero in, the game, in the game that you were but Xavier behind. Xavier Rhodes was back,
0: and between Xavier Rhodes and Trey Wines, they have a crazy good secondary, and Harrison. They, they woo, do, what a zero? I, I, listen.
1: I mean, that's a zero. That's not well, you know like what? Let's be three fair. for 30. I- that's a zero.
0: The offensive line's not great right now for the Panthers, and he's holding on to the ball a little bit long. Both of those things need to change. Let's go to the Broncos and Bengals, Ray, because we were both wrong on this one. And number one, the Bengals need a break, and maybe they'll get it Thursday night playing the Dolphins because their schedule's been crazy so far. Jets, Steelers, and then Broncos, their home opener. But – Wow Trevor Simeon, four touchdowns, no picks, 300 and what, 12 yards, 29-17, and Sanders and Thomas went off. Is Simeon the real deal, and did we totally sleep on the Broncos because they look like they're ready to go back to the Super Bowl?
1: Well, is Simeon the real deal in real life and also in fantasy? Is he the real deal? So that's that, that's another question to ask. If you've got you know a bat, now he's probably not your starting quarterback, but maybe no. your backup quarterback. The bye weeks are starting, so you know is Trevor Simeon your guy? I know who's not your guy is Paxton Lynch. He's staying on the bench a little more, uh, but this Trevor Simeon kid might be exactly what the Broncos need. You know, uh, what seems to be a smart, no ego type of guy who understands he has weapons in the passing game, he has weapons in the running game, and he has the ultimate weapon in that championship-level defense. So maybe he's exactly what the doctor ordered. Maybe he's the Ben Roethlisberger of 2005. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, They've got a team that, you know, this Patriots team still looks like they're they're right up there in the AFC. Uh, Your Steelers took a little setback, but they're probably up there. But it's really – those are your three teams in the AFC. I mean, maybe the Chiefs with Jamal Charles get a little more explosive, but... but I. Elway
0: looks like a genius right now, right? Because he said, I'm not going to overpay for Brock, who put up the dud against the Patriots under pressure, and he's like, I'm going to pay for Von Miller and continue to take care of my defense. I've already paid my receivers, right? Sanders and, and Demarius got their money. Well,
1: Sanders held out, yeah, but he eventually got his money, yeah?
0: Right, right, but him and Thomas got their money. I mean, and it's beautiful like they he Elway is winning as an executive as well uh let's talk about your boy last year was relaxed this year it's like you know hey be patient chill out now look Green Bay's defense is not that good Marvin Jones set put up records on them in the second half 34-27 But Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers look like, like you said, but he was 80%. Well, maybe now he's 92 because they look like they were revering it up. And I think the Packers will be fine. But I'll say this. The Lions, now they play the Bears next week, so they need to win that. And I think Caldwell will be fine. But this offense is for real. They just got to get the defense together, right? But the Lions are not a bad team.
1: No, and you figure losing Megatron – Oh, and Amir Abdullah out for the season now.
0: No longer eight weeks. Done for the year. Along with DeAngelo Hall for the Redskins, the safety, former corner. Done for the year. And Shane Vereen, they were saying done for the year. Now it's, you know, IR. So he could possibly return after eight weeks. But, you know, don't hold your breath. So the Giants so Who's you gotta your look
1: fantasy Who's your How does this well, fantasy Implication Especially I, in Detroit I Kid
0: Oscar Something But it's Rashard Jennings Maybe Paul Perkins And they have Bobby Rainey So we'll see What the Giants do I, I think it's just Going to be Rashard Jennings Who gets that Third down Maybe they should Give it to the rookie Paul Perkins I don't know It's going to be Fascinating But these injuries Are horrific It's uh, It's rough Give me your thoughts real quick. Ravens take care of the Jaguars. They got kind of lucky, but Bortles is not looking good. And the Ravens, 3-0, and you can say whatever you want, but they are 3-0. and are,
1: You are what your record <laughs> says you are, as uh, Bill Parcells told us <laughs> once. Um, look, the Ravens, give them props. Jim Harbaugh is a professional coach. He knows how to get his players. He knows how to motivate his players. He knows how to do just enough to win. So, I give them a lot of credit. And you know me, I was never a big Blake Bortles fan. So, I, I thought he was, uh, you know, he was okay, but I never put him in, in. I didn't even project him to be an elite quarterback. So, he's having a little bit of struggles, uh, but I think he's got right. weapons. It's the coaching.
0: It's the coaching. I think Gus Bradley is gone. They're going to get an offensive coach in there. If you look at it over the last couple of years, these defensive coaches are not winning. All the offensive coaches are. I, I think this is Speaking Gus Bradley's of which.
1: Speaking of which, I think we need to transition to college football and less miles. Speaking of a defensive coach who (laughs) basically for the past five years has not moved off of his defensive philosophy of play tough, run the ball, play tough D, run the ball, and hope to win close games. And this day and age, like you say, it's it's about offensive football. So you either have to defend against offensive football or, or create offensive football yourself. And they wanted him out. The Boosters wanted him out for a couple of years already, and they got what they wanted. So Les Miles after a 2 and two But football, he earned right? it,
0: though, Ray. Let's, let's be fair. Even though, look, 12 years he got a chip, and he's banging up he against State. He got a stadium. chip, but
1: let's, let, let's keep that real, too. Just like I know you love yourself some Tubby Smith, right? But Tubby Smith inherited Rick Patino's squad and won a national championship. Les Miles inherited uh, Nick Saban's team. That wasn't his recruits. Those weren't the people he developed. So You can put an yeah. asterisk by Les Miles as the national championship. And he's
0: recruited well, but he's never he has. been able to really, except for Zach Me- uh, Mecklenburg, he's never had a, a decent or legit quarterback. He's had running backs, receivers, great corners, defensive linemen, but he can't get over the hump. It was time for him and Cam Cameron to go, and the offense was outdated. Uh, the question is: Is it Jimbo Fisher? Is it Chip Kelly? Is it
1: Let me ask you uh, something. Everybody is it Brian Jimbo Kelly? And, and, and maybe at the end of last year, but is the bond to LSU that strong that you would leave Florida State?
0: To I don't think you
1: LSU, be, like, Is, is LSU that good of a program? Remember, this is the same LSU that a couple years ago no, said we're shutting down the program because we don't have no, money. No.
0: But wait, wait, but let me say this. The reason why people say LSU is so great is because you being in LSU, you get Louisiana, you can recruit Texas, and you can still get Florida in the South. People feel that it's in a perfect location that you can get sort of that whole like three ring circus of talent. And Less has so why it. did
1: they two years ago threaten to shut down the program because they didn't, I, weren't making enough money?
0: I don't know. I, that's just uh, that's Habernashy. I don't know. I'll say this. It'll be fascinating to see who they get. I don't think it'll be Jimbo Fisher. I think it's going to wind up being Lane Kippen and that is something I think it's you know, going to
1: be the coach from
0: Houston. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. That coach from Houston, if things play out the way that it could be looking to play out, He's got a shot to be in the college football uh, playoff this year. He's got a a real legit shot. But before we get into all the college games, let's just make our Monday night football prediction. Saints, uh, guess what? Their favorite three and a half over the Falcons. It's the anniversary of Katrina. (sighs) The return, you know, 11 years for Katrina, 10 years for the return. It's emotional night. Your, Your boy, um... Gleason's going to be there. Scott Vegeta, you know, he blocked the punt and dealing with uh, L- what uh, LTS, ALS. ALS, and just an emotional night. Look, Matt Ryan's put up better stats than Drew Brees in that dome. But to me, I think it's just going to be an, a groundswell. And I think Brees goes off. No release need for the fantasy buffs, but I think, Michael Thomas will step up, and it's going to be Kobe, Kobe, Fleener, and Cooks, and they're going to figure it out. I think Drew Brees gets it done in a shootout, 31-27, and Cooks is uh, eight receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns.
1: I agree. I think just like 10 years ago, they rose to the occasion. They'll rise to the occasion again. They probably feel like they should have beaten the Giants. They are coming off a disappointing start to the season but starting to get their groove back. Drew Brees will put up big numbers. I think Matt Ryan will too. I think it'll be an offensive shootout. So I'm gonna go for even a higher score. I'll say thirty eight thirty-three. Just touchdowns, pinball, bing, 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 bing.
0: Ah, you like the points, man. You like the scoring and all those points. So I'll tell you this. You look at this top twenty five and we'll talk about some of these results and stuff, but Bama 1, Ohio State 2. I still think this is a collision course for the chip. Louisville 3. Oh, by the way, he went from 18 to 25 touchdowns, Lamar Jackson. Just so you Heisman folks know, this guy is insane. And they had six first-place votes to Ohio State's 4. Number 4 in the country with one first-place vote, Michigan. 5, Clemson. 6, Houston that you were just talking about, Ray. Stanford 7. 7. Rough game with UCLA, but our boy David Shaw pulled it out. Great coach. Wisconsin with the upset eight. Texas A&M, they pulled out a shootout nine. And Washington 10. Give me your thoughts. Any surprises? You know, it's Tennessee, Florida State, Baylor, Miami next. Notre Dame and LSU are gone. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are not in it should let me ask you this should Florida 23 and Georgia 25 have any business being in a top 25 anymore i say no i wanted to see what you thought
1: well no i agree with you but they play in the sec so they can work their way back in uh georgia well, georgia shouldn't even be 25 Ray. right they should have lost each of their first three games i mean it was it's ridiculous that they even were 3 and 0 they were the worst 3 and 0 team out there and Florida, I think, maybe has a little bit more of a, of a say, but the great thing about college and the great thing about the SEC is that they're <laughs> going to face so many good teams that even if they win, you know,
0: it's, three out of four,
1: field. <laughs> three out of five, they'll do it on the field and they will have earned their way back into the top 25. So I, I think that'll play out. That'll play itself out. If they're, if they're worthy, like James, they'll get back in it.
0: So what Colorado did to to Oregon is Oregon sort of done for the year, and is this program going to go on a little tailspin for a bit?
1: No, was a I think Oregon. One. I think Oregon just had a bad is is having a bad year. Um, just a bad you know, year. Think about it; they've lost guys, hmm. you know, for the last four or five years to the pros. I mean, uh, not you know, not LSU or Ohio State style, but they lost their guy, Chip Kelly, they lost, you know, uh is, is is still a heck of a coach, but they don't get the the, you know, forty, fifty, four, five star recruits. I mean they get ten of them, fifteen of them, twenty of them. So they're still That's fair. You know, the you know what I mean, they're still like a, a number fifteen twenty program when it comes to recruiting and yet they're usually a top ten program on the field. So eventually it catches up to you. That's all right, they'll be fine. They'll they'll come they'll be back. I, I don't think this is the demise of the Oregon football program.
0: Okay, which which team impressed you the most? Ole Miss, their victory over Georgia, Wisconsin's victory over Michigan State at Michigan State, or Tennessee's amazing comeback? At home over Florida,
1: so I got to say Wisconsin. Uh, Tennessee was interesting because they came back from that 18-point deficit, uh, but but they gave it up. So it's like one of those roller coaster games. Wisconsin, when they beat LSU, we said, "Oh LSU, they're too predictable." Les Miles, Leonard Fournette right, Leonard Fournette left, Leonard Fournette up the mountain This Wisconsin team is better than than I gave them credit for. They absolutely handled. Michigan State, I think we both picked Michigan State to win the game, so we were both wrong on that account. Oh, this yeah. Wisconsin team's pretty darn good. So I think that that was the most impressive. And to go to East Lansing and win like that, you know, Tennessee played at home, and, and like we said, Georgia was overrated. So to me, that was the most impressive.
0: Now you realize Wisconsin, we'll really see how good they are because the next couple of weeks it's like Michigan, Oof. Ohio Brutal. State, and then Iowa or something. They'll come
1: back to reality. I think they'll come back to
0: reality.
1: It's going to be a little
0: bit of a wake-up call. (laughs) Yeah,
1: a little bit.
0: You know, so now if they get through that, then, oh, my goodness, we have to change, you know, the whole outlook on everything. Um, (laughs) That that could be real fascinating. Uh, One more in college football. Is Louisville – I mean – Louisville, Houston. Louisville has to play Clemson first, but if they, I guess between those three, could they? Could you make the statement that the three of them are jockeying potentially for that fourth spot in the playoff? Because let's say if you, you're going to have Bama and Ohio State, you know maybe it's going to be Stanford and not a Big Twelve candidate. So then, Louisville, Clemson, or Houston could maybe get that fourth spot when it's all said and done. And they kind of, you know, Louisville plays Houston and Clemson. Do you see that those three are going to be sort of potentially the, the chip makers for that final spot in the playoffs?
1: It might be. And don't be surprised if the Pac 12 slips. And, and maybe a somebody team. like a, a UCLA or a USC or you know beat Stanford, or maybe an Oregon comes back and surprises. Michigan them.
0: and Ohio State get in.
1: Either but, Michigan uh, and Ohio State get in, because, but they have to play each other, so that's hard. Um, or two of those teams get in that you just mentioned. So let's say it's Clemson and Houston, or let's say it's uh, Louisville and Houston, or some some mm-hmm. combination like that.
0: It's going to be good. It, this is, this is going to be fascinating. It is definitely going to be fascinating. We got to definitely, you know, get ready to end the show, Ray. And we got to salute Vin Scully and talk a little bit of baseball. I think it's hard, right, to say goodbye to a legend and he's not going to do the playoffs. He wanted it to be clear cut. His last game at Dodger Stadium, they heroically come back win and them clinching, clinching the division which is just it's beautiful right it's like the baseball gods they, they don't ever really get it wrong the baseball gods and they got it right for Vince Scully and you know he's a treasure and I guess what the Dodgers end against their rivals the Giants which I think is apropos and perfect so he'll do that but where are you in terms of just I don't know, his. obviously his most important memory might be the Hank Aaron call. His most famous or most fun might be the Kirk Gibson. What's your biggest one for Vince Scully and, and just your thoughts on him and his greatness?
1: So with Vince or Vin, as they say, are we both we're old enough to remember Scully and Garagiola. Oh, and they yeah. were the Dodgers team, just like for a long time, Joe Morgan and um, oh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, John Miller were yeah. the were the San Francisco Giant team, but they went national, right? Yeah, just, this guy's voice is Vince Scully. Not only did he have a great voice, and did he have a great way about him, but he was able to tell story. You know, he was a storyteller, and he was able to weave in the story. And, and baseball has a tempo, as much as people who don't like baseball. They're like oh it's boring they stop they said, baseball has a tempo it's a slower tempo but it has a tempo you know there's pitches there's there's in between hitters there's you know in between innings there's... so you actually have to be pretty you know pretty crafty at weaving in those stories but he was able to do it and you just liked listening to him and and, and as an East Coast guy we didn't really get him unless we had national games but I always liked listening to Vince Scully so. You know, in those big playoff games, yeah, th- did I like that? But I, I almost like the, the like, quote-unquote, the mundane, the day-to-day Vince Scully calls. You know what I mean? Just just slugging through those Dodger games, just listening to him entertain you for three, three-and-a-half hours.
0: Which he did perfectly. You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's going to be great. Now, looking at where we are now as these, standings and and everything is you know i mean we're really winding down ray this is the what do we have two weeks left
1: no one week this is the last I know, basically it's
0: the final week so yep. you've it's got the red yeah, red Sox down. are already basically in and you have 86 wins for the blue jays and then 85 wins for the Orioles. And you look at the losses, 71 and 69. So, looks like Toronto's got that first spot.
1: Yeah, Toronto's basically in with the first spot. Baltimore's mm. probably in with the second probably. spot. The Detroit Tigers are one back in the sniffing. loss column, they,
0: they two they back sniffing. in the win
1: column. So, you know, both of them are are stumbling a little bit, Detroit and Baltimore, but I think that Baltimore is going to win it. The only... You know, question is, in terms of schedule, I think that they play the the Orioles. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, they play the Blue Jays. Here, I'm pulling up the yeah. Orioles schedule. Yeah, no, they right. do play. Yeah. So, but, but it seems like both both
0: leagues NL and AL like they're kind of like playing. You take it, you take it. You know, it's like hot potato. Yeah. Like. So
1: they have three against Toronto, and then three against the Yankees, Baltimore. Oof. So Larry that's <laughs> Yeah, well. I think uh, they'll
0: both make it. And then the NL, it looks like the Cardinals are really – they're they are kind of falling. I think the Giants and Mets might get this, man. It's, yeah, right uh,
1: now – no, right now it looks like the Giants and the Mets are in. It would take – Well, they're half a game
0: up only on the Cardinals and the Giants because they have 81 and 74. They're 82 and 74, the Giants. Yeah. So, now, let me
1: pull up – I don't know the schedule offhand, but let me pull up the schedule – the Giants schedule Because obviously You're playing Within your division So other And, and the Dodgers Have really nothing To play for Let's see what The Giants have And then we'll check out The Cardinals schedule Real quick Yeah So
0: As Ray's doing that I'll say this Everybody enjoy The debates tonight Yeah so they Watch have Colorado
1: Colorado, okay. Colorado And then the Dodgers The Dodgers have nothing To play for So that's not bad Actually for the Giants That bodes well to get Colorado, you know Colorado and a Dodgers team that's basically clinched, um, you know their playoff spot.
0: Okay. All right. Well, listen. Like I said, everybody enjoy the debates tonight. You get a chance catch a little bit of Monday night football. Have a great sports week, everybody. Just let's have some peace out there, people. Can we have a week of of peace? <laughs> that's what, that's all I'm asking for. Just a week of of some peace. So. Thanks for listening, and like always, we enjoy talking sports with friends, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you Friday. Oh, Thursday night football, Ray. Bengals, Dolphins, who are you
1: picking? Who are you picking? The Dolphins, I go with the Bengals. The Dolphins almost lost to the Browns, so I'm I'm going with the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I'll take the Bengals to kind of put it on them. I think they they released something, when about 30 to 17. I think the yeah, I like that it.
1: score. I like that. I'll go with that.
0: Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's 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 wrap let's it up. Get the debate. And, uh, let's
1: get the debate going. And ten years to the post Katrina Falcons Saints game. Enjoy tonight. We'll yeah. catch you at the end of the week.
0: Definitely, definitely. Remember, Thursday night game is just on NFL Network. So, and probably uh, NFL Network and Twitter, no CBS. So. You still get the broadcasters though, so that's great. And the last week of baseball, so Friday we'll set up the the weekend and get ready for the playoffs on Monday. Playoffs will start Monday and Playoff. Tuesday. We'll uh, we'll give a little preview. See, uh see what we think. So enjoy. Rest in peace, Palmer and Fernandez, and enjoy the sports. We're out.